Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsors. When I first went into business, I found out in a hurry that it was lonely at the top. If you're a CEO or business owner and you're feeling lonely at the top, then I'd like to invite you to join us at our Action Coach membership community. It's a community of like-minded business owners that help each other, build each other up, sometimes push and pull each other. If you'd like to learn more, just reach out to me at billgilliland.actioncoach.com, book a session, and I'll give you all the details. I had been a fan of Ross Perot, and Ross had one time said in a, in a talk that if you want to do something and be successful, you need to study the market figure out what's missing and provide that missing, you know, hole in the donut. And that had just sort of stuck with me. And so as I'm here moving into this beautiful mountainous area of Asheville, we bought land out west of town in Madison County. And and one of the neighbors up there started bringing us jars of moonshine. Eventually, he did bring around a jar of, of well-made white whiskey. and that sparked my interest. So that was the beginning of my venture into learning to distill whiskey. I believe I became the first woman in America to form a whiskey distillery. Hi there. Welcome to Epic Entrepreneurs, the show where we show you what it really takes to build an epic business. I'm Bill Gilliland, and I'm here to help you make more money, build better teams, and find the time to have the freedom to do the things that you went into business for in the first place. So let's get started. Hi there. We have got a really great episode for you today, but before we get there, I want to make sure that you've had the opportunity to get a copy of my book absolutely free. All you have to do is go to giftfrombill.com and you'll get a copy of The Coach Approach, Five Principles to Build Your Epic Business. And in that book, we're going to go over the five keys to helping you make that transition out of your business so that you can have a commercial, profitable enterprise that works without you. So go to giftfrombill.com, get your copy today, and enjoy that learning. But now let's get on to the learning for the day. By the way, we're on episode 78 of Epic Entrepreneurs. So we've crossed over the 75 mark and we're on the way to more than 100. We're going to keep going with this because we're getting great response. You know, go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already done it. Now, today I have a great chat with Troy Ball of Brainy, which is a brains supplement. But there is a lot more to the story. We get into what she learned growing up from her parents in a ranch to why she does what she does now, becoming the first woman owner of a distillery in the country, we believe, and then on to why and what she's doing with Brainy. So really fascinating story. Stay tuned. You're going to like it. Hello, I'm Troy Ball. I'm the founder and CEO of Brainy. So, Troy, tell us a little bit about your story, like your whole business story. Like, let's reel it back and sort of get the 
get the mini bio here. <laughs> the mini bio? Well, yeah. That'd be rolling it back a few years. <laughs> yeah. I, um, you know, was the first person in my family to graduate from college. And so that's kind of a, yeah, that was kind of a big deal in those days. And I was very fortunate. I got to go to Vanderbilt University and I was basically a child entrepreneur. I don't know if you knew that Uh -uh. in my, in my high school years, my father was an entrepreneur and he was very good at planting seeds, as I say, and he would. I was into horses and showing horses. And one day we're sitting on the porch swing and he says, Troy, have you ever thought about having a horse show here at the ranch? And I said, no, (laughs) being a 14 or 15 year old kid. And he goes, you might think about that. You know, what would you have to do? I said, gosh, uh, you'd have to hire some judges. You'd have to build an arena. You'd have to build some jumps. You'd have to make a schedule. And, and so he said, well, you might just think about it. So about two or three weeks goes by and we're sitting on that porch swing again. And he said, did you think about the horse show? And of course, now I have thought about it because he's planted the seed. And so I tell him a few more things I think we would have to do in order to achieve this. And he said, well, have you ever thought about maybe getting sponsors? So he's asking a question and putting it back to me, which he was very good at. And I'd say, well, I don't really know what you mean. And he says, well, you know, going out and selling ads, uh, creating a little catalog for the show and selling ads to local businesses. And that will help raise some money to pay for trophies and things like that. And so, of course, you know, the next week I'm designing a brochure (laughs) and then I'm knocking on the Massey Ferguson dealer's door in the local hotel and and I'm selling ads. And so that was the beginning of of my entrepreneurial efforts. We did do a whole series of horse shows before I ever went to college. And literally, my dad did nothing. We did it all that myself and my girlfriends and my little circle of friends that I, I pinned together. And it went great. So when I graduated from Vanderbilt, I knew I was, I mean, I studied business in college and I knew I, I wanted to be in business. And um, I ended up about a couple of years later marrying um, uh, uh, my college sweetheart, my serious college sweetheart. And 10 months later, had my first child, which was not planned. <laughs> but that changed the course of my life totally. Um, my son was born, he was sent home from the hospital healthy. However, by the time he was two months, three months, four months of age, it became clear there was something not not right with Marshall. And by nine months, we feared that we had either a genetic condition or a birth-related condition we were dealing with. So my whole world became trying to take care of him and, and do what I could for him. Two years later, we had a, a second son who we went to great lengths to get delivered safely. And, and at age four months, he begins uh, having infantile spasms, which are a form of seizure, just like his brother Marshall. And so now I'm this late 20s uh, young mother with two children with special needs. So my desire um, to be a business person really was chased away by those circumstances. And I spent, you know, the next really 20 years uh, trying to keep the boys alive, uh, trying to, you know, search out any 
path that could um, help them, which literally meant driving them cross country to physicians in California and physicians in Vermont. I mean, wherever I had to go, um, I chased a lot of snake oil, as I say. And I, and so later in life, uh, after we moved to Asheville, North Carolina, we finally, for the first time, were able to get more support for the boys through the state and federal program that existed here. And, um, and I found myself at nearly age 50, for the first time, having enough help with the boys during the daytime so that I could think about forming a business. And I had been a fan uh, of Ross Perot. And Ross had one time said in a, in a talk that if you want to do something and be successful, you need to study the market, figure out what's missing and provide that missing you know, hole in the donut. And that had just sort of stuck with me. And so as I'm here moving into this beautiful mountainous area of Asheville, um, we bought land out west of town in Madison County. And, and one of the neighbors up there started bringing us jars of moonshine. <laughs> so, so I, of course, I didn't hardly drink anyway. And, and I tasted it one day and it was so, you know, hot and terrible burning. You know, I just stashed it under the stairs and that continued for quite a while. And, and, and finally, I told him, I said, uh, you know, Forrest, I said, I re- re- we really don't drink this moonshine. You can, you know, you don't need to bring it, but we sure appreciate your thoughtfulness. And uh, he started laughing. He says, well, you know, Troy, they keep the good stuff at home. <laughs> and I said, I don't believe that there could possibly be some good stuff. And uh, he said, well, yeah, there is. I, he said, I'll see if I can get some for you and I'll bring it. Eventually, he did bring around a, a jar of, of well-made um, white whiskey. and that sparked my interest because I thought, why aren't we making American cocktails with the white spirit? Why are we using Russian vodka of all things, right? Yeah. I mean, because basically Russian vodka is the same. It's a neutral, it's a neutral white spirit that's supposed to be utterless and tasteless. And we had a very um, uh, good white spirit that could be used in cocktails just like Russian vodka. So that was the beginning of my venture into learning to distill whiskey, forming, I think, I I believe I became the first woman in America to form a whiskey distillery. And uh, that distillery is, um, let's see, how old is it now? 12 years old now. Um, So that was my first um, business. And that's a, a whole story in and of itself. But the thing I'm most proud of is about Five years ago, I decided that I wanted to um, get into the supplement business because, and this was was directly tied to my sons. They had been supplemented all through their lives because we were trying to support their bodies to, you know, be sure that they could stay as healthy as they possibly could. And um, as I mentioned earlier, I had gone down a lot of paths, not really knowing if I had a valid option there or not. But as a parent of a special child, you just are desperate. You know, you really want to try whatever you can try to help them. 
And so uh, Asheville is the most biodiverse place in in North America. And because of that, we have some great um, companies that were formed here who are in the supplement space, like Gaia Herbs, for example. And uh, so I ended up meeting um, some of the early, an early employee, in fact, at Gaia. And um, about uh, once a month over about a 10-year period, I would meet with him and have lunch so that I could just learn a little bit more about the supplements world. And then five years ago, I just decided to commit to trying to develop a supplement that was not available on the market that could be truly beneficial to the brain. And I was interested in the brain because of my son's neurological disorders, which affected their motor skills, their speech, their everything, you know. Um, And that's how I got into the supplement business. We ended up hiring an institute here called Bent Creek Institute, which um, was uh, created by, it's at the Arboretum. It was created um, for the purpose of supporting young companies who are interested in using plants uh, to create business. And uh, so I, I hired them and I said, I'd like you to do uh, an inventory of all ingredients that are believed to support the brain. And so they take a couple of weeks and they come back and they've got a list of about 250 ingredients that are believed to help. And then I said, okay, now let's take this list and cross-reference it on double-blind placebo clinical trial publications, where we know that it's statistically proven to support the brain. Well, then all of a sudden the list shrinks to about 12 uh, items. So that was going to be the starting point of our formulation. Um, I then decided that I wanted to well achieve several things. One, I wanted the product to be provable to the customer because I had been that buyer who had been buying things for so many years that was not absolutely transparent to me that this product was benefiting my children. Second, I wanted to develop a, a product that could be patented if possible so that the IP would be valuable to the, to the company in the long term and create something of, of real value. And third, we, we wanted to use traceable, transparent ingredients that came from nature. So um, about that time, I met an employee at Bent Creek Institute who was from South Korea. He was a PhD with many patents to his name. And he introduced me to this ingredient that had been developed or discovered in South Korea. And it is a peptide that is extracted um, from the fibroin, which is the center of a silk fiber. So in other words, when a silkworm builds a a silk cocoon, they spin the silk, just like the same silk they use to make shirts. And inside of that piece of silk is pure protein. And when you break apart the protein, there are these little minute microscopic peptides. And so this doctor in South Korea had decided he was going to study whether the old wives' tale in South Korea was true, 
And that was if you took the cocoon after the silkworm had left and threw it into the soup you were making and boiled it, you would feel more vibrant over time. Wow. And isn't that amazing? Yeah, that is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so um, he got a federal grant to study this, and it turns out it was true. But then he had to figure out what was it in the silk. And so it took some years for them to break it down, find the specific peptide that was benefiting the brain, and then learn how to isolate that peptide. And so that was the beginning. That was the first ingredient we selected for brain. Okay. So we had a peptide. It had been studied and published in over a dozen double-blind placebo uh, clinical trials um, in South Korea. So we, I knew that that ingredient benefited the brain. It was very well-documented. It had never been brought to the States legally in any uh, product. Okay. So then my second ingredient, we selected a plant-based omega. So instead of killing millions of fish, which seemed like a prudent thing, um, we chose an omega that comes from plants. And this is another 25-year story, just like Dr. Kim's, where um, a man from the UK decided he wanted to try to see if he could find a plant that even could produce high-quality omegas. And they searched the world, and they ended up with a little plant that was a weed that grew in bar ditches in England, and it was called Bugalosoides arvensis. It turns out that the seed of that plant contains the highest levels of steridonic acid and ganolinic acid, which are forms of omegas, um, of any known ingredient. They, they won a novel food of the year award two or three years ago for, for this discovery. The thing about those omegas, Bill, is that they are already converted from omega-3, 6, and 9. So when you eat a piece of fish, your body has to convert it to steridonic acid, to EPA, to DHA right? So if your body doesn't make the conversion well, then you can't uptake it. You can't absorb it. It's not going to get to the brain, right? So steridonic acid and uh, GLA were proven to be in a clinical trial at the University of Illinois to be the most beneficial omegas for an aging brain. So they looked at all omegas. This was not, you know, a study sponsored by this company or anything like that. They just were looking at all omegas and they expected it was going to be DHA and EPA because that's largely what your brain is made of. Well, instead, they find it's SDA and GLA that benefit your brain, the fluidity of your brain as you age. So that's our second ingredient in brain. And then our third ingredient, we chose wild Canadian blueberry because blueberry is very well uh, studied and published as being um, supportive of uh, the brain. It prevents oxidative stress, et cetera, et cetera. So we, we limited our ingredients to just three. We did not use any of the normal, you know, candidates that the global council on brain (laughs) health has reported um, don't show significant uh, benefit 
to the brain to, for health purposes. So we did not put caffeine in our supplement. Caffeine's great. It gives you a momentary, you know, an hour boost of energy, but it doesn't change your brain permanently over time, right? Right. And so we didn't use caffeine. We didn't use B vitamins because, you know, in theory, if you take a multivitamin or if you just eat a healthy diet, diet you're getting the B vitamins you need. Um, we didn't include Huprosine A or, or um, Ginkgo or the Copa because those things are not well enough proven to be worthwhile. Lastly, we wanted to protect the patent if we could get it. And so the more ingredients you put in, the easier it is for somebody to break the patent. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So we, we went with those three. And what we found is we started doing studies on these uh, ingredients, which are called in vitro studies. So in a laboratory, looking at a different omegas and doing killback studies. So you take, you take a, a certain cell line, a neural cell line. You try, you have a hundred percent cell. Okay. Then you kill it back to 30%. And then you give it each of these omegas individually. And you give it our peptalin, the peptide, our neuric cell, which is our omega and peptalin and neuric cell combined. And what we found is our combination recovered the cell better than any of the omegas did. And then later we went on to study inflammation. And it turns out our combination controlled inflammation of those cells better than any omegas, which are the go-to treatments for inflammation in neural cells. So we applied for a patent. I'm a person who had never been down that road before. I mean, you know, don't forget I was a mother. For <laughs> yeah. Let, let, let's, 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 let's dig into that a little bit. I think, uh-huh. I mean, I mean, what I'm hearing is your dad was a, a essentially a coach. Mm-hmm. It did a great job of teaching you sort of how to ask questions and how to do this. And then you developed a sort of a natural curiosity, which led you to the, the uh, spirits business, the distillery business. And, and then you've, I mean, you've sort of got a PhD here in, in uh, supplements or brain supplements anyway, Mm -hmm. but, but, and you've taken the time to, to, to prove it. I mean, you, you, you were, it's interesting. You set out on this path a long time ago and you, but it all kind of led to the same place but you were willing to have the patience because you had the good reason and the good purpose to, to, to do it. But um, which I think there's a lesson there. One, if the purpose is good enough, you'll, you'll stick to the, to the path a long time and you'll learn a ton of stuff. I mean, obviously, you know, you, you said you were the first person to go to, to college in your, in your, in your family, but obviously you're, your parents were very smart. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were obviously, your dad was actually very educated, you know, you, you know, so, so then you, and then you, and then you've, and you, I mean, you haven't gone out and said, all right, I'm going to become a PhD and do this. You just said, I'm going to learn this. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not worried about the degree, but I'm going to learn this. So I think there's a lesson there for anyone who, you know, don't, don't worry about what you, you know, don't worry about what you have in a, you know, what letters you have behind your name, go learn it. Yes. Right. Exactly. Right. No, I think a lot of it is is no fear, you know, uh, like believing, believing in yourself 
enough to not be fearful that you can't achieve this goal. I mean, for me to say, we're going to get a patented brain supplement when there's not one on the market, there's not one brain supplement on the market in America that has a composition of matter patent. But we do. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's jump into the patent process. Let's talk, because I think that's useful. I mean, because a lot of people have something they think might be patented or might could you know be patented. And I've and I've done some work over the years with some mm-hmm. attorneys who that's essentially their job. They work with universities and they help mm-hmm. them bring those you know patentable stuff to market. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a pretty interesting thing. So let's talk about that process. So you set out to say, hey, I'm going to build this thing that's going to be patentable, which is interesting. I mean, because I, I don't know that I would have thought of patenting a supplement, but, you know, but the drug, the drug companies patent drugs all day long and they make a pretty good living out of it. So I know, you know, and I and I there are those people who ask me, well, well, what value is a patent, you know, in as a supplement? And um, and I said, well, it was my way of saying guess what, guys, nobody else is going to be able to put together these ingredients and come out as as a competitor to us. They they won't be able to do that because that's protected by our patent. And and so it was about trying to build value in the IP of the company, right? And uh, so that's why I, I set out down that path. And it was it's a comp, you know, it's a complicated thing getting a patent. And I certainly had some very good patent lawyers. I had horse brainy team as uh, supportive of this also. And we just, uh, you know, you have to prove you have a novel compound uh, in, in our world. And so what we did is um, we, we spent the time exploring the science taking, uh, you know, scan micrographs and things like that so that we could measure um, this compound that we had created and prove that it was different than the three individual ingredients themselves. These are, it just took time. It took a lot of dedication. We worked on multiple continents to do this. But for me, it was important because don't forget, I my, my one of my motivators was creating something that truly worked and that was of value because it could be protected. Ironically, you know, we, we set out in the supplement space. Uh, we now have to grow the brand there. But this uh, patent has potential even in the pharma space yep. um, because of the in, the anti-inflammatory properties of brain. Um, so anyway, that's just something we can fall away for a rainy day if we ever want to talk about that with uh, in the pharma world. But we're very unusual. No, no supplements go and get patents because they're just most companies. Bill are just trying to sell something quick. Let's just uh, let's just make some vitamin D and some vitamin B12 and let's throw some things together and just throw it on the market. Whether it works or not, we're just going to put it in a bottle and say it does. And that is criminal. I have to tell you, there are in particular brain supplements on the market today that have lost national class action lawsuits that the FTC has brought against them for misleading the public. 
Sure. Do you know that those companies are still on the market today? Do you know that they're still advertising on TV every 10 minutes? The public doesn't know. It's a, it's a crime to steal money from people claiming that they're going to get benefit from something when they clearly are not. <laughs> There's no science behind it. So I'm just, you know, I, as a idealist entrepreneur who's, you know, been digging away here for <laughs> five years to create something that truly works. And we've proven it works in clinical trials. That's another thing. <laughs> the FTC, that's the Federal Trade Commission. Yep. They basically say, you can't make a claim on a product, even a supplement, unless you have two clinical trials that have the similar findings. So all these big companies out there that claim they have brain products that work do not have that. Little Brainy here in Asheville, North Carolina, we have done clinical trials with two age groups here uh, at the university. We got statistical significance. That's the gold standard. That's what you have to have to get published. Right. In uh, improvement of executive function, which is the command and control center of your brain, and executive function, what they call shifting attention reaction time. So basically, Brainy will make your command and control center of your brain work faster and more accurately than it did prior to Brainy. That's statistically proven. And if you think executive function is basically your ability to talk to me and, and write your notes at the same time, multitasking. Okay, uh, so multitasking with speed and accuracy. That's what executive function is. You have to remember what the rules are over here and the rules are over there um, in order to be able to multitask well. So it, this is definitely involving your memory. And um, so we're here to say we've done it. Maybe we've done it the wrong way, Bill. I don't know. I can't tell you for sure. Because we could have just been selling product three or four years ago. But I just, I couldn't bring it. <laughs> I could not make my heart want to do that when I didn't have proof that this product would actually be beneficial for folks. Well, you have to get up and look at yourself in the mirror. Every exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I don't care. To me, that's worth more than whatever. I mean, you've been successful with your distillery. I mean, you, it's not. It's, you know, this is a, a, a labor of, I mean, you've taken all this, all the things that you've learned all the, all over the years and your personal background, and you've got this big purpose. And I, I think you've got to stay true to that purpose. I don't think you'd be happy with yourself if you, if you had shortcutted it, no matter what happens. Yeah. You know, you I, know. I, yeah, I have to, I do feel good about what, I mean, I feel great about what we've done. Because I've seen the, the, the benefits for folks. I mean, I've seen people, these are healthy people from ages 10 to 80. What we do with Brainy, which is different also than any other brain supplement uh, company, is remember I told you I wanted a transparency model? Yep. What we did is we, we um, partnered with a company here in North Carolina that's a 25-year-old neurocognitive testing. And so if you buy a bottle of Brainy online, you can check the box that says you would like to take the 30-day challenge. And if you do that, 
you will get emailed a test link for an online neurocognitive test that's used by physicians and researchers. This is a legitimate $160 test, right? Yep. You will get a baseline set of results in each of six uh, test categories. Then you take your product for 30 days and you get emailed a second test link and you retest yourself. And you can see if you've made improvement, where you've made improvement. So you know with confidence that buying this bottle of Brainy is actually improving your brain's performance. And that is, that makes me feel good. And I've, I can't even tell you the number of people I've seen that have had very significant improvements in their brain test performance. Let's, so how do we do that? Where do we go to get the 30-day challenge? Um, well, you go to Brainy.com and you order your Brainy. If you order, I think if you order a subscription, the test is free and um, you will get these two test links emailed to you. So you get your full report after 30 days Um, and or you can buy the test. uh, If you just buy a single bottle of brain, you can buy it. I think it's thirty nine dollars. And it's very, very valuable because it gives you confidence that you're investing in something. In, for your body, for your brain, that works. I mean, I I so resent, uh, you know, just tearing up money buying stuff that we don't know if it's benefiting us or not. Oh yeah, well, people, I've been down that road before. People do try mm-hmm. things that will if they if they believe they work, and um, mm-hmm. so that's b r a i n i dot com. Brandy dot com. I want to make sure that we get the right. The right website. We'll put it in the show notes for okay. for everybody out there, but we'll we'll make sure that 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 it gets out there. Wow, there is a lot to unpack here. Uh, <laughs> we, I probably probably should have you back to talk a little bit more about the uh, the uh, the business side, but I but I think there's some really good lessons in this already. Which is number one, you know, the asking the right questions is half the half the battle you're you're, obviously you you've got a great questioning mind that that was that came from your parents Mm -hmm. for sure or at least at least your dad because he sort of coached you through how to have a series of rodeos at your house and then uh and then you've taken that and began and begun to ask questions about yeah I'm, i'm guessing you didn't know a lot about being in the distillery business when you started that no, and you cer- and you certainly didn't have a PhD in in brain chemistry, and fi- you know, so so you've. I mean, there is a great lesson in all of this to to, to to do the you know to ask the questions and keep asking the questions and keep asking the questions and look for the openings, you know, look for the opportunities. Yeah, so you you had an opportunity to do rodeos, you had an opportunity to do actually good American whiskey and you had an opportunity to do an actual real brain supplement that's tested and patented and can be well and congratulations on your success on all and all in all those areas so well, thank uh, yeah you yeah so much. thank you so much it's been a journey i tell you being an entrepreneur is the most difficult thing ever and i, I uh, <laughs> there's not a day that goes well, by. <laughs> i'm not i'm not sure the mom thing uh, particularly moms of, of, of special needs kids, it may be. A, oh yeah, maybe yeah. A, maybe oh, at oh, least oh. at least a at, at you know 
more admirable uh, situation. Yeah. But but entrepreneurial, but being an entrepreneur is definitely a roller coaster. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are massive downs and massive ups, and mm-hmm. and you and you have to be ready for that for that ride. So uh, yeah. yeah, well, thanks for being here. We've, it's Thank been a, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and until next time, all the best. Thanks for joining us for Epic Entrepreneurs. So here's three things you can do. Number one, if you enjoyed the podcast, go out and give us a five-star review. Number two, subscribe to the podcast. You guys know how it works. The more subscribers we get, the more cool things we can offer you. And number three, if you'd like a free copy of my book, The Coach Approach, Five Principles to Build Your Epic Business, then just go to giftfrombill.com. That's giftfrombill.com. Until next time, all the best. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.